Thank you for tuning in to the Springs Church Podcast. Here, you'll find messages that are powerful, inspiring, but most importantly, straight from the Word of God. If you're located near Tacoa, Georgia, or in Tacoa, Georgia, we'd love to see you on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Enjoy today's message, and remember, we love you, Tacoa. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn your Bible to Acts 1, verse 8. Uh, it says, we've been in a series about the Holy Spirit. I'm not preaching long. I promise you it'll be 10, 15 minutes. I want, I want to have some time to pray for people today. Um, he says in Acts, verse 1 through 8, he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The word power, keep it low The word power in the Greek word, it means ability, might, strength, the supernatural power of God. His supernatural aptitude. And I know for some Christian, every time you talk about supernatural, say, oh, here's the weirdos. They talk about the power of God, the supernatural, they're weird. But let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question and, uh, and answer me. I know there's a group of, uh, we're not bashing nobody, but there's a group of people that say, hey, the supernatural is not for us. It's not for us. The church doesn't do that. Well, let me ask you a question. Jesus was born conceived by the Holy Spirit, a virgin. Tell me what's natural about that. Tell me what's natural about that. Joseph, an angel show up and tell him, hey, you're going to be a father. Tell me what's natural about that. Tell me. Jesus walked upon water, multiplied bread, fish. Tell me what's natural about that. What's natural about that? He died three days, buried. When's the last time you see somebody walking dead for three days and walking around? And you tell me, we don't believe in the supernatural? Raised from the dead three days. Tell me what's natural about that. The church was born on Pentecost Sunday. On Pentecost Sunday, 120 people praying. And out of nowhere, they start speaking foreign languages. They didn't go to school. Tell me what's natural about that. Tell me what's natural about that. How Peter prayed for somebody who was lame and he got up, the guy got up and walked. He said, silver and gold, I have none. But in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. That's the early church. That's the, that's the way the church started. Tell me what's natural about that. And you don't believe in the supernatural. You don't believe in the power of God. 
Tell me what's natural about. He says, in the last day, the trumpet will sound. The dead in Christ will rise up. They will meet Jesus in the air. I know we don't want to talk about that, but tell me, tell me, please, tell me what it is, what is natural about that. We will see Jesus. I will see my mother one day. Tell me what's natural about that because the world say after you die, this is it. We believe there's a world out there. We believe one day I will see my sister. One day I will see all the saints. I will not just be a spirit. I will see them physically. Tell me what, what is natural about that. And the church don't want to believe in the supernatural. We said it's too crazy. It's too, you, that's not cool. You're going to freak people out. He said laying on the sick, they shall recover. Without a pill, without medication, pray for them and they shall recover. We got many people who have been healed about that. It was a doctor that, that touched him. It was God's supernatural power that touched him. Tell me, what is is that natural to you? Why do you need power? Why do you need power? Because with your own strength, with your own power, with your own aptitude, with your own strength, you can't really live the lifestyle of, of Christianity. Yes, we can have religion. Yes, on the outside, yes, you follow everything. Everything looks good. You look, you look sanctimonious, but deep inside you're rotten to the core because men cannot change himself. It needs the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1 verse 8, this is what he says. Oh, you hear me this morning. This is what Jesus said. This is what Jesus said. He says in Acts 1 verse 8, this is what he says. He said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witness. He says, this is what he says, he said, but you will see power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Then you will be my witness. We skip the first two parts and you want to be a witness without the power. You want to be a witness without the Holy Spirit. You can't be an effective Christian without the power of the presence of God in your life. Don't fool yourself. Don't not fool yourself. It's just religion. Religion say yes, you, you can follow good rules, you can follow good moral laws, but without the power of the presence of God in your life, you cannot be a true witness of Jesus. It's not my word, it is God's word. This is what it says. And this is the prerequisite right there. You know, Jesus told them that. He said, hey, you will receive power. He said, you will receive power. You will be my witness. But get, see, see what happened in Acts 1 and, 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 and probably seven verses. This is what they did. Yes, God gave the promises. And this is where we missed the mark. This is, this is the missing link. And this is where I want to drive here today. This is the missing link. Yes, God gave the promise. He said, you will receive power. But the church said, yes, we heard what God says. But we have to do our part. And this is what he says. He said they're all joined together. This is the part the church don't want to don't deal with. They, yes, we want power, yeah, but we, wanna de- we don't want to deal with this. 
God said, I will give you power. You'll be my witness. After they heard, after they heard the conversation, they said, let's go pray about it. Prayer is the missing link for you to receive God's power. For you to, for you to see God flowing to your life. I, I don't know what else to say. I, don't, I know you guys probably heard me say it all the time. We've been praying. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit. But if you want the Holy Spirit to be real in your life, there has to be a prayer lifestyle in your life. It, it can't happen by accident. You're just blowing smoke, like they said. If you think you can't live life without you having an intimacy with God and spending time with him and seeking after him, and you say, oh, I want the power. I want to feel God's presence. But if you're not spending time with him, if you're not seeking him, you will never see his power. God doesn't give his pearl to pigs. Let me say that. Let me say that. Because pig doesn't know the value of a pearl. I will not drop Chick-fil-A in front of my, I don't have a dog, but my brother has a dog, but I will not buy a Chick-fil-A bag, uh, good chicken nuggets, and drop it in front of my dog. No, you're not going to eat that. <laughs> because you don't know the value of it. You getting this? Some of you are probably going to get it when you get home. It's the same thing. The presence of God is precious, and God's, God wants us to go hard after it. He wants us to seek after it. Let me ask you a question. If those put the, put the, put the next verse, Acts 2 verse 1. Let me ask you a question. This is a, this is a deductive reasoning thing. Let me ask you a question. Do you think the people who were not there that day, who were not in the room praying, who skipped the prayer meeting, when those people showed up that day, they were at home watching Netflix, they went out on their knees praying, whatever. They don't spend time with God. Do you think, you, you, can't, you, can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't answer me. Do you think they will have experienced the presence of God, the power of God that day? If they were not praying and seeking. Think about that. They had to be there. They had to seek. They had to have that, that seeking of his presence. Somebody say Amen. The presence of God, the, the source of the power of God is prayer. Let's go quickly to Luke 9. To Luke 9, watch this. this is, we're going to read this, this verse. This is it. And uh, this is, I want, I want to show you guys something here in Luke 9. Because prayer is the source of power in Jesus' name. Prayer is the source of power in Luke 9. This is what it says. If you have it in the big screen, okay. Uh, it says, about eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with, with he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up, watch this, unto a mountain to, to do what? As he was praying, <laughs> because the moment you stop praying, things start changing. As he was praying, his, his appearance changed, his face changed, and his clothes became as bright as flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which was to bring fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companion were very sleepy. <laughs> they missed the moment because they were not praying. They missed the, they, they missed the big entrance. 
but they can fool you awake. When they see light showing up, they say, oh, this, this is crazy. There's two people here. We know we came only three of us, but there's two more people here. What's just happening here? And I'll be awake too. I said, you know, oh, this is Moses. I think that's Moses. And, and they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving, Jesus said to him, as, as the men were leaving, Jesus, as they were leaving, Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and a cover, covered them, and they, they were afraid as they entered the cloud. Man, this is, this is crazy. You know, a cloud came in, and then and Moses said, I'll see you later, and they just went to a cloud. Man, that, 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 that's some crazy stuff right there. No CGI. Hallelujah. No, probably, you probably don't know what CGI is. <laughs> special effect, special effect. Somebody say amen. And a voice came from the cloud saying, this is my son whom I've chosen. Listen to him. When, when the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. The disciple kept this to themselves and did not tell anyone. At that time, they had seen. And then this is, this is, this, this is, this is, this is the story. This is where the story shifts. I'm going to show you something here. And Jesus, the next day, when they're coming from the mountain, a large crowd met him. A man in the crowd called out, said, teacher, I beg you to look at my son. For he's only my child. A spirit sees him, and he, he suddenly screamed, and he threw him in convulsion. So that he foams out the mouth. It scares every leave him and destroy him. I beg your disciple to drive him out. And they could not. You, and then Jesus said, you unbelieving, perverse generation. Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you to put up with you? Bring this man here to me. But I love Psalm, Psalm um, verse 42. This is where, it, this is where it, it's, it's, it's crazy. Even while the boy was coming, even while the boy was coming, the demon threw him. But Jesus rebuked the impure spirit, healed the, whole, healed the boy, and gave him back to his father. And they were all amazed at the greatness. Now, Luke doesn't tell the rest of the story. And down in Matthew 17, Jesus told the disciple, because they said, man, we could not deal with that case. And now Jesus is going to tell him, this is how you deal with that case. Then the disciple came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to it, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. And it will move and nothing will be impossible for it. But however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. What was the difference? They were not praying. What was the difference between Jesus on top of the mountain? He was praying. They were not ready to face that situation. Power means ability to do something. Because they didn't have the power, they didn't have the ability to set that boy free. And the reason they didn't have the ability to do that, because there were no prayer. But Jesus, on top of the mountain, he was praying. So when he showed up, he didn't have to say anything. Demons stopped manifesting because of the power on him. Because he was in a mode of prayer. 
When you don't pray, you can't overcome wickedness. When you don't pray, you are powerless. When you don't pray, you have the inability to overcome the things that's, 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 that's beating you down. That's why Jesus said to them, said, if you don't pray, you can't overcome this thing. There are things in your life that you are facing today, you cannot overcome it with your own mindset. With your own strength, money cannot fix that problem. Because I'm pretty sure that parents spend a lot of money trying to find a, a solution to that problem. But because there were no prayer, when there's no prayer, you're powerless. You can't overcome. And that's what Jesus is telling. The difference is he was praying, the glory show up. And when he show up, he didn't have, he didn't have to say anything. True story. My sister texted that to me last week. True story. My dad, he's my hero. Like I said, I learned a lot from him. We, and on Saturday in Haiti, we have a prayer meeting too. And then, and then that week, my dad, uh, usually my dad there, but some, 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 some Saturdays he doesn't come. But that Saturday, he, he showed up to that church. He showed up there to that prayer meeting. And then a family called for my dad. The family was probably like a neighbor, like two or three houses. This is, a, this is what they told us. Because the, the parents had a kid who started manifesting around the house. If you don't know what it is, demon took over. They said it was such a big case. She, was, she had a psychic spirit on her. She was calling things out on people. People got scared in the community. They said, what is this? It's like a movie stuff. They said she was even reading stuff over the wall. People said, what is going on? So the parent, they said, call pastor. The back end of the story, after my dad prayed for her, cast that demon out, the mother said, when my dad left the church, they said, he's coming. The spirit starts screaming and said, oh, I'm in trouble. She started tearing stuff, I'm in trouble. Power is coming. I know in the 21st century, we don't talk about that, but if there's no, and the reason is my parents spend a lot of time in prayer. And the reason is we, we are powerless against wickedness, against the things that we are facing in our life. We can't overcome it the, 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 because power means the ability. And there's some of us, we can't pass that test. We are struggling. There's things we cannot overcome. But let me tell you, if you're praying today, whatever that is, whatever that kind it is, whatever you are facing, but if you pray, if you are praying, you will have the power to overcome it. And that's what Jesus is telling them. He said, this kind, there's no, there's no singing. You, you better be praying and fast to, to get rid of this kind. And some of you have some kind in your life. You have some kind in your family. You have some kind of stuff that's trying to destroy your kid's life. It may not be a spirit. It might be a drug, an addiction, whatever it is. But God said, if you pray, you have enough power to speak life into them. To say, no, Satan, you will not have them. Whatever you're facing this morning. But if you pray, you have the power to overcome. Somebody say amen. amen. Prayer gives you power to overcome. When you pray, you have the ability. Without power, without power, you are paralyzed. You can't overcome. This is what it says in Psalm 63. I love that psalm. This is what it says. He says, I love that psalm. He says, a psalm of day, he said when he was in the wilderness. He said, oh God, you are my God. Early. Early I will seek you. What do you think that means? 
My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and a thirsty land where there's no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see what? What did Jesus see on the top of the mountain? What did he experience on top of the mountain? What did the disciples experience on top of the mountain? Because they were seeking God. Are you getting this this morning? Luke 4 verse 14, we have that. This is what it says. It said, Jesus returned to Galilee and the power of the Spirit. This is after what? You know that passage? Anybody know what he was doing before that? 40 days of prayer and fasting. Prayer. We want the power. Yes, church. The American church wants the power. The reason we are we ineffective, we cannot wish a community, we cannot wish the world. The church has lost its power. We talk a lot, of, a lot of talk, but no power. We can't help a community. People are hurting when we can't help them because there's no power. We don't have, we don't have the, 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 the ability to help them. As a believer, you don't even know what to say. You know, somebody's hurting, they come to you, you can't even pray for them because you don't have a prayer life. You don't even pray one minute prayer and they say, can you pray for me? I, I wish you well. No, they ask you to pray, pray for them. And it's because you don't pray, you don't even have nothing to say because when you don't pray, you're empty. You're an empty. You're an empty vessel. How you, how you expect to give if you're empty? If you're empty, you don't have nothing to give. And when you don't pray, you're empty. You're, you're running on E. On fume. You will not be able to attend or to arrive at your destination. Somebody say Amen. No power, no prayer, no power. Why is it important? And I'm going to close in this. And I, I was reading this, I was, I was saying this. Why is it important? I love that story, but it's one of the saddest stories in the Bible. It's in Jude 16, Samson. You know, we call him Mr. Sam. You know Samson? That dude had big old, no, he didn't have big biceps. Big biceps. That's in my mind. He was like the rock. But the, the, God, the Bible says this is a sad story. This is the story we don't like to, we don't like to talk about it. Why is it sad? Let's read the story. This is what happened. I'm going to show you something about the source of your strength, the source of your power, why you don't negate, why you don't temper with your prayer lifestyle. What? You're going to watch this. He said, then Samson prayed to, uh, no, put the first, put the first verse, uh, how can I say it? Do you have that? Is that the only verse you have? Okay. Let, I'll go over the story. He says, Samson, if you know the story, Samson, Delilah, Delilah was his third girlfriend, if you didn't know that. Dude, was, dude has international girlfriend. He had three girlfriends, you know, <laughs> and, and the last girlfriend he had, it was, it was Delilah. And Samson, if you don't know the story of the Bible, he had supernatural strength. He, was, he had power to destroy things. He, God, God chose him to set the Israelites free. You know, he had supernatural. This guy took a line, he ripped it with his own bare hand. That's power right there. The anointing, the presence of God was over him. But the Bible said, Delilah begged him. He said, you know, the Philistines said, hey, find out where's his power at? Where's his power? How, how he's able to conquer? How he's able to do all this? You know, that lady was begged. Please don't call your kids Delilah, please. Please don't do that. <laughs> Nobody called their kids Delilah. That's a bad name. Some of you, you know, Delilah, some of you, for, for, for men, it's Delilah. But some of you are Delilah because some of you have people in your life that try to destroy you. A boyfriend. 
Delilah, Delilah. Watch for those two. So the Bible says, watch this. He says, Delilah, find out. She, she, she begged him. She, she asked. She asked him, you know, why. And then she begged. She begged Samson. She begged him. And finally, he told, he told her the secret of his power. And she called. She sent a text to the Philistine. Hey, hey, hey. We, got, we know where he got his power from. Well, I know how, he has, how, how, he, how, he's, how he's able to beat you guys up. They said, How? He said, he's, he's, he's his hair. Okay, we're going to come and cut his hair. So they went at night, they cut his hair, they cut it. And the Bible says that when Simpson woke up that night, the Philistine showed up and he'd have no power to overcome the enemy. Simpson lost seven things. Let's put the seven things he lost. He said he lost seven things. The moment she found the source of his power, he lost seven things. He lost the presence of God. Because he, the Bible said he got up, he didn't even know the presence of God left him. He lost the power of God because he could not overcome the enemy. He lost his freedom. He become, he, he got, they put, in, put him in chain. They make him walk. He lost his sight. He could not see. He lost his vision. And he lost his life. When you don't pray, because prayer is the source of your strength, that was the source of Samson. You lost your position. Put the first one. When you don't pray, you lost the presence of God. That's a fact. You will not feel the presence of God like you used to. We, the reason the church is in the mess today because they're not praying. Believers don't pray. They don't pray. They say the average pastor pray three minutes a day. Pastors. So the members is probably 1.5. He lost the power, the ability. He lost his freedom. When you don't pray, you'll fall into sin. You, you see, well, everything God set you free from, that addiction, whatever it is, the moment you stop, you stop praying, the, the, the deliverance you got, what God has set you free two, three years ago, the alcohol that you didn't, you, you, God took that taste out of your mouth, that weed, whatever that you used to do, the moment you start praying, the stuff that God set you free, he set you free from that. The moment you just, you think you can get up and just live your life like an unbeliever, guess what's going to happen? The thing that got the loss, the, 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 the stuff you used to watch online that God set you free from, the moment you stop praying, that prayer life is not in your life. Guess what? Those things are going to creeping back. Oh, you're going to start, oh, man, I can't watch this. Because a few months ago, you'll be ashamed. You say, I can't watch this. Man, I can't talk to people like that. But the moment the prayer life, you lost that prayer. And next thing you know, you start having hate. You start being, you, you have, um, the, the, the stuff that people used to start coming up against. Say, man, I can stand those. You remember what somebody did to me? And you start having bitterness in your heart again. Because why? And then he's bringing those things back in, into your life. The moment you lost, don't go to the next one. The moment you stop praying, you lost the social power. You lost the position. He was a judge. God put him in a position to lead people. Husband, wife. When you don't pray for your kids, you will lose your position. 
of authority to help him, to guide him. Because you're not in a position of leadership because some of the stuff you guys are dealing with, it takes prayer. And that's the, he lost the glory. The Bible said they cut his hair. He lost his glory. He lost his beauty. When you, when, you, when, you, when you neglect your prayer life, the beauty that God's giving you, the beauty, because he had beautiful hair, he lost that. The beauty of his presence, of his life. And the next thing, that scared me. That part scared me. He lost his sight. He lost his vision. And that's where, that's where we are in America. The church has lost its vision. We think politics is going to change America. No. Oh, did I say that? Did I say that? I know some of you think your president or whoever, your ex or whatever, that, you know. Listen, this mess we're in here, there's no men in Washington that can fix it. The mess the world is falling apart. Russia is, is, wants to nuke everything. And the church is sleeping. What's happening in America? The murder, the thing that's happening, and the church is sleeping because they're not praying. They lost his sight. Not only that, when you don't pray, you lost your sight. You lost the vision God has given, God has given you for your life. Because when you, do, when you don't pray, you can't see. You can't see the enemies coming. The Bible said they were mocking him because he could not see, because he, he lost his source of his power. And at the end, he lost his life. Sad story. And some of you say, oh, Pastor, that's not true. He's, he, you might say, oh, Pastor, that's not what the Bible says. He, the power was on his hair. But let's, this is what he said, George 16, verse 28. is what he says. And some of you say, no, 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 that's not true, Pastor. Uh, but it's, not, it's not real. This is not. The softest power was, was his hair. No. Because if it was his hair, he could have overcome them when he was in the jail. But the Bible said, And he prayed one more time again. He prayed one more time. That was the source of his power. Let's stand up on our feet this morning.